I don't know if anyone who sells it to the company leaves, builds something else, sells it back to the company, and you're going for a hat trick? Question mark. No, <laughs> no. And in fact, it's it's funny. You are the only person who, with the exception of Paul Lacey, who had months ago made a kind of comment about that. You're the only person in this round when I got hired and when Frost was acquired to actually have pointed that out. I took that bait and this is why we're on the show today. But <laughs> I, I talked to our PR team and I was like, look, this is just something that could be a thing that people might talk about or in this context. And Surprisingly, and that's fine because it's really it really was a no news event. This episode is brought to you by Malcare. Learn more about protecting your WordPress website at malcare.com. It's the start of the new year and the last thing you want on your mind is hacked WordPress websites, malicious code or some bot taking down your WooCommerce store. Trust the team at Malcare to protect your site or collection of sites if you're an agency and I know many of you are. Check out what they have to offer at malcare.com. From scanning, monitoring, firewalls, and automated removal, don't let WordPress security be the thing that keeps you up at night. Use malcare.com. Malcare is brought to you by the same team behind Blog Vault, one of the industry's most trusted backup solutions for WordPress. So why not trust them this year to protect WordPress for you? Say thanks to Malcare for supporting the show and start protecting your WordPress site for free at malcare.com. I've known today's guest before I even ventured into the professional WordPress industry. In fact, it wasn't his themes that revolutionized my thinking, it was the checkout process. Brian Gardner launched a theme company using a payment portal and a delivery tool called eJunkie. I just checked, they still exist, they were the gumroad before Web 3.0 was even a thought in Web 2.0's mind. I couldn't believe it, someone could zip up WordPress code, put it on a website, set a price, and someone could buy it? I wanted to do the same thing. But until then, I had an agency to run, so I used Revolution Themes and Genesis, then to the whole Studio Press suite to make that happen. Fast forward, Gardner not only sold Studio Press to WP Engine, but he left the gig shortly after, only to make a return with his latest product, Frost. Enjoy today's conversation with Brian Gardner, Principal Developer Advocate at WP Engine, creator of many things and many blogs. Find his newly redesigned blog at briangardner.com. If you fancy supporting the show, buying me a digital coffee, or joining my fantastic, underline that, fantastic private Discord server, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash mattreport. I'll shout your name from the Twitter rooftops. I promise. Okay, here's the episode with Brian. So many folks who sit on the sidelines and, and Monday quarterback like me, I, I see folks sell their business and, and they join the team. And I know in my heart, that as a builder, as an entrepreneur, they won't be there that long. And they're there for a year, which I I think roughly you were at WP Engine for a year after selling Studio Press to them. Uh, it's longer than that, but it should have been two, which in and of itself is a piece of conversation. Go ahead. And then I, I saw you sort of leave WP Engine. I was like, yep, I knew it. And there's nothing wrong with that because God, that we have such a passion to build something. But I don't know if anyone who's, <laughs> who sells it to the company leaves, builds something else, sells it back to the company and you're going for a hat trick question mark no <laughs> no and in fact it's it's funny you are the only person who with the exception of paul lacy who had months ago made a kind of comment about that you're the only person in this round when i got hired and when frost was acquired to actually have 
pointed that out. And of course, I took that bait. And this is why we're on the show today. But (laughs) I I talked to our PR team. And I was like, look, this is just something that could be a thing that people might talk about or in this context. And surprisingly, and that's fine, because it's really it really was a no news event this time around. You know, I was just like, okay, what are the possible negative reactions people might have to to something like this? And I was Mm. like, that's about the only thing I can come up with. Well, people may point out that this happened. And Whatever. It's all good. Everyone's happy. <laughs> You've built a lot of stuff from digital products to courses, to ebooks, to blogs, to mail, email lists and newsletters, like all things that were in some form or fashion. A business, a micro business. When I saw you go back to uh, WP Engine and, and they had acquired Frost, in my head, I started to think, you know what? These and this is my words, not yours, and I hope it doesn't offend you, but these micro products are almost like a fantastic calling card to get an awesome gig, right? Had had it not been you, but it, somebody else in this position could be like, I built an awesome little product. And sometimes the weight of that is like, oh God, I got I to gotta market, I got to sell it, I got to promote it, I got to support it, I got to take over the world. But then sometimes it's like, no, I can actually use this in place of a resume, and get an oh, awesome yeah. <laughs> job somewhere. Is that is that a fair statement? I, I would think so. I don't think that that necessarily applies to everybody. We know right now, Matt, that the competitive landscape in WordPress is off the charts, especially in light of the behemoths. And, and we're one of them, right? WP Engine, GoDaddy, Liquid Web, all those. It's really difficult to... And I'll, I'll look, conversely make a counter argument here after this. It's very difficult to like create and launch something new and have it be successful and widely adopted and so on. Now, conversely, that is also if you have the idea, something really, really brilliant that really solves a problem that catches a lot of users and stuff like that, then it becomes, because of aforementioned behemoths, a very interesting acquisition piece, right? Go to Liquid Web. They've bought a lot of things lately. None of them have been... Well, that's not true. Some have been larger, right? iThemes and so on. And then some of them are just like smaller pieces that, that kind of fill a niche that allow them to use their sort of uh, their abilities to reach and build and support from an infrastructure standpoint, a subset of people. And so it can work. It can be. I wouldn't necessarily say that should be someone's business plan. Just given my tenure in the industry and the success I've had, it's been helpful to to have that sort of be true. Web hosts, obviously WP Engine being one of the largest, if not the largest managed WordPress host in the industry, GoDaddy, Liquid Web. I think a lot of folks, myself included, have sort of illustrated this picture that, well, we all kind of (laughs) hypothesize that they're all looking to build and curate their own WordPress experience without giving away the secret meetings, maybe at WP Engine and the secret sauce. Is that, a, is that something that you see coming down the pipe? Maybe if not WP Engine, others, and and, and maybe why they acquire Frost and StudioPress is to sort of put these pieces in place. So when you come to a WP Engine, you experience WordPress this way. You go to Liquid Web, you experience it that way. Is, is that something that you see as holding true in the year 2020? 100%. 100%. I think we see it on several levels and even outside of the WordPress market, just the sort of the consolidation, the platform building. GoDaddy sold domains back in the day. Then they went to hosting. And then when they realized that the people who are buying those things would buy other things or are doing other things, then all of a sudden they're an email marketing company. And then, oh, WordPress explodes. Now we're going to be a WordPress hosting email. <laughs> like, like, And yeah. so, yes, it, it makes sense. And everyone's good at what they do. And when you really find what you're great at, then you sort of 
uh, I wouldn't say exploit, but then you really sort of double down on that by looking around in the space and saying, hey, are there products that align with what we're trying to do? And is it is it better for us to acquire those products because it takes us less time to build? We can go right to market. We can. There's an existing audience as Studio Press was a huge audience that WP Engine picked up and things like that. So yeah, I would say that's a fair statement. You know, there's in the news, in the courting, in the week of this week, it's January 13th. And we've seen over the last week, just a lot of discussion of paying contributors in the WordPress space. Something I've always thought of too, like going way back, like how all of these folks volunteer, they all have to go through the stress <laughs> of like a theme developer. Like I was way, way, way back in the day asking them, why didn't this theme get approved? Why are you telling me I have to, I don't know, adjust this tab space in the functions file. Like it's so subjective. I should just be able to lots of stress that folks don't really need to go through as volunteers. Now resurfacing again, how to get people paid. Uh, I think hosting companies are in a good position since winning off of <laughs> the back of WordPress, mm -hmm. that there could be something there, more sponsored contributions, more ways to, it doesn't maybe it always have to be about payments. It could be about featuring or highlighting or spotlighting folks because not everybody wants to make money off their volunteerism with WordPress. Is, are there any efforts uh, or maybe WP Engine contributing more to core with paid positions, let's say? Is that kind of a topic fall under principal developer advocate at WP Engine? Are those the kinds of things you hear in field for the company? Yes. WP Engine did not hire me so that I could go write code for WordPress. Let's let's be clear about that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, they, they did, however, hire me because of my expertise, my tenure in the field, my ability to understand the value that I could bring through the WordPress and WP Engine sort of relationship. And as part of the leeway and the latitude I've been given to go do, quote, my thing, I brought on Nick Diego, who is an engineer. And uh, I learned very, and he, he actually was supposed to backfill me with Frost before the acquisition. Frost was going to be a side project. And because of my job, I brought in Nick to help sort of carry the load until I realized how much Nick and I aligned and what a resource he could be. And so I made the recommendation that we hire him as part of uh, developer relations so that we could do the very thing, right? Part of his responsibilities and part of what I pitched, there is an opportunity for us to sort of lead the space from a thought leadership perspective to help contribute code as he and I were both knee deep in in code following along the Gutenberg development, WordPress 5.9 stuff. And I said, there's a lot of things that we're finding as we're working through building our thing that instead of just trying to like make a fix or a hack inside of our product, contribute that code or that patch or the fix or the suggested way of doing things upstream back to WordPress. And so a lot of the work that we're doing now is in fact core contribution stuff. Nick is also going to be doing some stuff with Learn. And so we, we just... WP Engine just really understands the value of sort of the the five for the future stuff. We've got several members committed to that. We just recently did it, contribute to WP Day, where we really encouraged a lot of the folks in the community to do stuff like that. And so I'm, because like you said, I have won with WordPress for 15 years now, right? It helped me leave my day job. It provides for my family and stuff like that. So I always have a, a place in my heart. It's easier now because I have the backing and support of WP Engine and our resources to kind of make that move. And I'm not getting any resistance from the higher ups there. They just, I think they see the value and in, in the contributions and sort of the, the PR that comes from that. There's some, there's some benefit there, but we just want to see WordPress get better. So our products and our customers experience gets better. 
How does Frost fold into, speaking of customer experience, how does Frost fold into the the existing suite of softwares that you sold them, StudioPress. How does that merge? Is are we still too early on on those days for those for those discussions? But how does it fold into the experience of WP Engine users or potentially even StudioPress users? So this let me give some context. So the, this past summer, after sort of a, a, a failed attempt at doing something in the real estate space, I came across an article that was written by Justin Tadlock on WP Tavern. And in that article, uh, he was talking about block patterns. And this is sort of as like the patterns kind of were hitting their infancy and the talk about there being a pattern directory and stuff like that. I've obviously followed WordPress even while I was sort of, quote, away doing some things with real estate. But I was like, okay, we sold StudioPress in part because I had no idea what the future of WordPress was going to be, right? That was part of the reason. We just didn't have the resources. We weren't sure. We we didn't want to compete. And so we sold that. Um is we talked I'm a creator I'm always thinking I always want to build and and do stuff like that and so so when I was on this article I went over to the the pattern repository or the directory and it there was like a little a tile of patterns and there's a button that said click to copy code or whatever I copied it I went into my blog so I was doing something and I just hit paste and like this thing showed up like this arrangement of design and and I was like, wait a second, like that, that's like an, a theme agnostic, design agnostic thing. And I think it was like at that point was when sort of it was very, very like original epiphany that kind of backed the Frost project when I was like, wait a second, now I understand where WordPress is going, right? These idea of blocks and styles and patterns and layouts, like kind of all these words being thrown around. And I was like, wait a second. So I can create these sections of website and in one click, allow people to import them into a page and like if you did that five or six times, you could essentially allow people to build a homepage in like literally 20 seconds. And I was like, okay, so that that sort of was the, the original fire that was lit around Frost. And so because at the time it just made sense, I built Frost originally as a Genesis child theme, just because, right? It's part of the family. It was what I've all, always known. And so we launched a, a paid product called Frost and it was a, a theme and it was a corresponding plugin that had all of the the designs and the patterns and stuff like that. And then full site editing started to become more of a thing. And and so I installed Gutenberg and realized there's going to be life after Genesis, the framework, because a lot of what full site editing does is what Genesis did. It handled markup and the ability to move things around. And so I said, well, let's do what I did back in 2006. Let's open up a bunch of blank files and start writing a theme from scratch. And so Current version of Frost, probably three months ago, was literally just sort of modeled after stuff I saw. I think it was on Carolina's full site editing or some tutorial on like, what does a full site editing theme look like? It's got to have these files, this structure. It's a complete paradigm shift from where it was. Uh, and I was like, let's just see if I could do this. And so I basically replicated the design of the Genesis child theme version of Frost and started building out current version of Frost. So that became a thing. And we launched it, started selling it. I was trying to extend a little bit of financial runway so that I could keep playing around with what I was doing. So I reached out to Heather Bruner, our CEO, just to say hi, to check in and you know, just see if she knew of anybody in the industry who might be looking for some contract work. And at the same time, internally, they were talking about WordPress developer relations. And she says, funny, you should ask, because we've been thinking of this position. And I don't know... I that there's anybody better suited for it than you, which is the intersection of what I told her, design community and WordPress. And so we worked out something that made a lot of sense. At the time, Frost was on the outside, which I felt conflicted about because a lot of the work I was going to be doing was around WordPress and building and stuff like that. And so ultimately, I made the recommendation that we just bring it into the 
into the fold so that I can work on it full time. We can use that as a way to demonstrate where WordPress is going to teach folks in the community what's going on and so on. So it doesn't detach from you. It's not like, okay, now it's gone into the abyss of WP Engine. My words, it, not No, yours. it's under <laughs> Nick and my, f- f- yeah, no, it's under our full control. Oh, cool. It, it's cool. a developer relations project. Yeah. Did you, when you sat back, did you have those same feelings of, oh God, I got to do this again. I have to build, well, you already have a head start with your brand and, and recognition and, and followers and, and all that stuff. But even that, I'm sure you're still like, oh, God, I got I to gotta do this all over again. I got to set up a checkout system. I have to set up a licensing system. I have to, I have to market this thing. I got to support it. I got to do all this stuff. 100%. Uh, it was exciting just because you know, I, it had been since Studio Press formed way back in the day where I was really fully in control. Was, we merged into Copyblogger in 2008 or nine, And then for like 10 or 12 years, you know, we had sort of the infrastructure of the company and stuff like that. So I didn't have to like bear that load independently as I had at the beginning of Studio Press. And so like, it's a different space than it was back then. And and thankfully, I have the, the cloud, the email list, sort of the reach, the exposure to WordPress. So it, it made sense. Um, it, it didn't quite hit the way I was hoping that uh, Studio Press did back in the day. But again, we're in different times and that's okay. But You know, like at the end of the day, what it came down to uh, was for the last 15 years, I've been doing sort of the self-employment entrepreneur thing, startup-y feel sort of a thing. And even like early on into Frost, I was like, this is going to be another long thing. And that's fine. I like this kind of thing. And I think it would have done well on its own. But I was just ready. I was ready for, and I wrote about this on a, a Torque article about seasons change. I was just ready to finally work for somebody else to to have access to team members, to be fully supported, to get good benefits, pay, like all of those things. I just, I needed a mental break. And I foresee this break being of several years, not just like a couple months. So you said, I, I feel like Frost didn't uh, hit maybe like Studio Press felt, but different times. Is that a gut feeling? Did you measure it instinctually as somebody who's launched so many things? Did you just kind of know like, okay. I'm not feeling that momentum as I maybe did 10 years ago. Yeah. Like when you sell something, when you build something and sell something, like you kind of get into this mindset, like, oh, I'm, I could do it again, right? Once lucky, twice good. And and had I stuck with it, like just me and or Nick at that time, it would have taken probably some time to really get it to a point where it was humming. WordPress itself sort of was getting in the way because it just, it wasn't delivering things that we were looking forward to using and stuff like that. So it was part gut. Okay, this isn't going to make me $100 million. But like, it, maybe even $100 would be great sort of a thing. But I just I was like, oh, like I wanted I wanted power behind it, not just to have to rely on me. And like I said, I, I, I was ready. It was serendipitous, me reaching out to Heather, her coming back to me, presenting the offer. And it's kind of like she was like, basically let you do what you want to be doing and what you've been doing for 15 years just under the guise of WP Engine. And having gone through the acquisition and the transition for the year afterwards, I have I had a, a ton of insight into their culture. And that made it a really easy decision to make because it was not, is this a company I want to work for? Because the answer is hell yeah. I knew I know how the culture's there. I think a lot of people on the outside don't understand how how cool and great it is, especially we're 1200 strong. But I was like, wow, this is like almost a dream in a way. Yeah, I remember people talking about WP Engine just like when it, when they hit 400 people, they go, wow, like <laughs> that's amazing. You know, now it's like triple and probably just chasing automatic, which I, I think just hit the 2000 mark or just under 2000. So it's pretty amazing to see like pure WordPress 
play companies because again, WP Engine is only doing WordPress, right? You haven't introduced another CMS yet, right? There's nothing there. Getting into headless, that might introduce some stuff um, that might be outside of the realm of WordPress, but you're certainly not hosting Drupal anytime soon. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) That's awesome. Can we chat about the real estate endeavor for a moment? You said it failed. Anything that you can point to as to maybe why wrong time global pandemic what was going yeah. on with that with that real estate endeavor of yours and why did you decide to just exit it so i've always been interested in real estate we've bought and sold houses over the years probably 10 over the last 20 years and and agent press which you may remember was a thing that we did a copy for a few years so we we dabbled in it and i realized just how bad design and marketing is in that space, generally speaking, Compass being the exception and and maybe a few others. And so I was like, okay, well, I have through the years, I've made several relationships with people sort of higher up in the real estate industry. So I knew I'd kind of have like an easy launch pad, right? Like I get design, I could build it on WordPress. I've got some spokespeople, people who could sort of be advisors to the company who are experienced in Zillow and all that kind of stuff. And then the pandemic hit. And what happened really was probably a couple of things. One, it probably just wasn't built and packaged the right way. But number two, real estate agents got really, really busy because of the the housing market. They they everyone you would follow, oh, I've 36 offers today. Like nobody has time. <laughs> or or at the time they didn't feel the need to have a website because they're business was exploding. I don't have time for a website. I'm standing in line at open houses. Like, And, and the, the sad thing is like in six months or a year, whenever the housing market comes back to earth, then, then they'll need it. Then they'll be yeah. like, oh crap. Because now you've got a bunch of new agents, people who jumped into the market because of all of what was going on. So then like the, the demand will go down, but like the supply of agents then is there. And so there's more competition. But I was like, I, I don't have time to weather all of that. And then Frost kind of came up and the things with Agent Engine just kind of weren't really doing its thing. And I was like, I was okay with that. It was a good college try. Because it was more like, it was more agency experience than just a product, right? Because you were... I uh, no, it was more product based. It was more okay. what we call digital spaces where we sort of built Jason Schuler of WordPress fame sort of built this profile management system, which I thought was really going to take off with like associations or brokerages that had teams of people that wanted to sort of showcase them individually. Like the idea on paper was really, really good. I think we just poorly executed at the wrong time. So but I'm okay with that. Like lessons learned, right? We're, we're here where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, it's what an interesting time because you had real estate agents who, you know, probably whatever, maybe not immediate at the pandemic hitting, but a couple months in just being just the fish were jumping into the boat. You didn't even have to cast a line and they're like website. I don't have time for a website, but then you had this whole range on an opposite end of an industry restaurants who are like, Oh, we never launched that website. And now we have to do takeout a hundred percent of the time. I know I had, I haven't been in the, my data, my dad runs the agency. I'm well beyond that at at this point, but it still runs. And I had tons of people calling me at that moment, literally watching the news. Restaurants are shutting down, calling me up like, I need that website, Matt. Where were you five, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago when we were telling you to do this? Uh, Crazy, crazy time for web and, and for people who haven't caught up at that point. When I look at, you were saying before, like one of your aha moments with Gutenberg was I copied, I pasted, and it was kind of like, wow, I can see where the vision is going. Matt Mullenweg had always talked, has always talked about WordPress being like the 
operating system of the web. That was something that was always interesting to me. It's what really kept me, you know, motivated with WordPress. I now see this, hearing him say that Gutenberg is bigger than WordPress, sort of kind of nonchalantly in the state of the mm-hmm. word. Uh, <laughs> I kind of see maybe that same thing of fusing like the operating system with code. So Genesis, Studio Press, I remember back in the day, you're building it all through the functions PHP file. I can imagine a world where now you're just copy pasting snippets of code, like the query blocks and stuff like that, pre, pre-queried for you, <laughs> like all mm-hmm. the codes there, boom, copy, paste it. And now I'm developing, air quotes to the listener who's only listening to audio, developing by copying and pasting snippets of code and dropping blocks in. Uh, do you have any other future out look on on where Gutenberg might be going, maybe things you might be looking at to build into Gutenberg, into Frost that would push the boundaries? Nothing monumental. We're just obviously following along where WordPress is going. This It's taken us three years to get here. We're working through this now full site editing thing, which I, th- I think is still going to take some time, right? We've already seen the delay from December to January. And and I was in full support of that because I didn't think it was going to be ready. And I'm more than okay, especially now that I don't have to like like obsess over building a product and like put food on the table based on what I sell. Now it's like kind of a kickback and just follow along as it's happening. And Nick and I are on GitHub and Slack daily. Oh, did you see this commit? Did you see this change? And I'll be honest, I, I don't know that there are many people uh, in the group of people who are at the forefront of what's going on with WordPress than he and I right now, because we are so, we practically have alerts going off in our own heads. Like, hey, did you yeah. see this? Oh, I, that was posted 30 seconds ago. How would yeah. I have seen it? Because we we love it so much. We we absolutely are infatuated. We call ourselves Black Editor fanboys. Like it's, it's kind of crazy and almost embarrassing the extent, but 15 years later, I'm still in love with WordPress the way that I was. And even more so now, because I'm starting to see like, WordPress itself starting to solve the problems that we tried to solve back in the day with like magazine style themes and stuff like that. And it's like, it's so easy to to want to still proprietarily build your own thing and around it. And WordPress is now making it so easy with where it's going. It's not perfect and never will be, but they're doing things in a way that make it really easy for people like me to sort of identify where the opportunities are. And the, and especially those who love design, I could do so much with just WordPress core and a simple theme so yeah. much. And that's how I felt back when I launched revolution. It's like, Hey, and, and as a product owner and business owner, software developer, and you kind of get that this stuff iterates over time. Mm-hmm. And when Gutenberg first launched and everyone just like flipped the table, <laughs> which yep. I was one of those folks too, but it was more about how you know, it was being communicated, how it was being like, whatever, depicted at the time and, and rolled out. It had nothing to do about, you know, the features of Gutenberg, although I still struggle with trying to like grab a block and, and put it in between two columns is like still a thing that I have yep. to like wrestle and throw my computer with. I always knew like, hey, this thing's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's it's just version point zero 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 one that we're at. Like, don't we all like? There's so many software people in this space. Why was everybody losing their mind that it wasn't good enough yet? Software is never good enough day one. It always gets better over time. Any thoughts on like the iteration of Gutenberg or how you looked at the launch of Gutenberg when that came out? Yeah, I was the same way. I I wasn't sure. It was very clunky. I think it kind of got rushed out back in that that one December. But I think it had to be at some point. I mean, Matt Matt's written before about 1.0 and shipping and iterating and stuff like that. And so I think it was a necessary evil. I think Gutenberg, the plugin being a thing now sort of kind of pulls up from the core and like the general consumer standpoint, like seeing these sort of iterations and breaking changes and things like that. They've put it in the plugin, which which is helpful because it allows people 
you know, who are developing for WordPress to see what's coming to know how to address it when it like a lot of people when 5.9 launches, they'll be like, oh, what, what's changed since 5.8? Well, like, oh my God, if you even knew, like, <laughs> so yeah. much has changed, but like, we'll be ready for it. Like, Frost will be 100% production ready when 5, and it is already, but you know, when 5.9 ships, we'll be fully taking advantage of all the things because we've been on the Gutenberg daily trail ever since then. But speaking of Sarah McLaughlin, one of the 11 tweets I've favorited in my 15 years of Twitter was her response. She did ask me anything. And I said, what's your favorite quote? And she quoted Gandhi's be the change you want to see in the world. And obviously that that's sort of ubiquitous and we see it all the time. But when it comes to WordPress and the direction, and this is sort of like Nick and my North Star, which is, oh, this isn't working. We're frustrated with how this works. Well, you could do two things. You could piss about it and like go on Twitter and talk about how bad it is, or you can roll up your sleeves and figure out how to make it better. And that is a lot of what we're doing with developer relations at WP Engine. We're, we're teaming up with people on automatic side, we're, uh, other people's sides. You know, Rich Tabor is a good friend, and we're trying to figure out how do we universalize some things and just like really be that change. And we hope not only will that make WordPress better, maybe some of the people on the sidelines, these Monday quarterbacks, as you call them, maybe they'll say, hey, maybe there's something to like this approach that they're taking. And maybe it's less about dogging the platform that helped us win and helping it win, win, win for others and stuff right. like that. Yeah, I can tell you that the one thing that I'm sort of afraid of is just the the <laughs> pollution, I guess, <laughs> of the block directory and what that potentially leads to in a customer's, I say customer, I, I'm thinking, an, I'm, I have agency on my mind, but yep. thinking of you logging into somebody's website who's not a, a WordPress aficionado and then just seeing like, you have a thousand plugins installed? What's wrong with you? I can see that same thing happening with like the block directory, especially some of the things I'm already starting to see where product companies are starting to inject their icon into like, uh, I don't know the, I, I'll call it the taskbar. I don't know what the official WordPress name is for that tray that sits above the editor mm -hmm. where you can expand and different. And then like I w installed a couple themes the other day on one of my test sites and it was just like, it looked like the bottom of my Windows machine, like all these icons. <laughs> oh, Christ, here we go again. I don't want this. I can see some people doing like animated GIFs now. Oh, come on. This is bad enough. <laughs> Notifications are already bad enough. Those types of things that you, you hope to maybe standardize across other product companies. Is there like an official place you start to document this kind of thing to get everybody together? Or in a perfect world, is there a place you'd like to have for folks to rally around these types of things? Uh, good question. We are guilty of that. Uh, Nick Nick built a Black Pattern Explorer plugin that adds uh, a very, I think we just recycled one of the core icon components that are part of WordPress. So again, we're not trying to do anything proprietary. So we've created Black Pattern Explorer that very much is uh, maybe, maybe inspired what WordPress itself did in core. And we're looking to sort of expand on that and use that sort of in an experimental sense to help inform how things work, how it can be used, and then to take the things that we're building and push them upstream in, into WordPress via uh, pull requests. And so uh, we are trying to, it, it, again, it's easy because Frost is not a product that will WP Engine over any kind of metric. Like this was sort of brought in with the intent of it's not going to make any money, just use this to help go and grow and do all these things. And so we've always back when Nathan and I, Nathan Rice and I built Genesis, like we always sort of defaulted to WordPress core practices and standards and design and UX and all that kind of stuff. And so it's just innate, innate at this point for whatever we're working on to, to not be like a blinking marquee across an admin notice thing. But I understand 
that it happens and why it happens. And I think WordPress adding more capabilities to the core software kind of, to be perfectly honest, it, it knocks out the need for a lot of things, some of the block libraries that exist and things like that. Like WordPress now has that in core. So like, I'm hoping to like, as WordPress gets stronger with functionality that some of the needs to, to like, to do what you said won't be there. And I don't know if that answers the question, but are you happy to see the customizer die? 1000%. I, <laughs> I hated it from day one. I hated it from day one. I know we did some stuff with it and studio press. I was never a part of that because I refused. I've used it for a few things like custom CSS when I was in an emergency or a header footer script kind of stuff. But like, I hated it. I never liked it. I'm thrilled. Yeah. It's amazing times. Ryan, what would help you and your role uh, at WP Engine? Call to action. Where can folks find you to connect with you, to help uh, the cause, to join you at WP Engine? Anything, anywhere you want to point people to? Uh, yes. Uh, Twitter is probably the place I'm most, I'm most active and most available. At B Gardner, you could put that in the show notes if you want. Tweet me, follow me, DM me, whatever. Twitter is usually where we hang out. I'm on Instagram. But that's more personal Starbucks shots and baseball things. So that's less interesting to people in the space. Might not be tweeting about baseball this year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. I think it's bgardner27. I was late to that party, so I didn't get the handle I wanted. But but Twitter's the place. I'm periodically junking around at briangardner.com, actually working on a new design, kind of using that as a sandbox. I don't believe it. Yes. Oops, I, <laughs> oops I'm doing it again was always sort of the tweet. When you saw that tweet, you know, I redesigned it. And so people have I've trained people to never, ever think that there's going to be the same design as, as was there the last time. But that that's how products get built because I use my own site as a sandbox. So, but yeah, Twitter's the best place. And obviously, we're for WP Engine. We're always looking to build our team, not necessarily developer relations quite yet, but the the Genesis team is hiring for an engineering person. And just whether it's support, we see a number of people come up through the Genesis community who are now working there. Lots of rock stars. Like it's just a great place. So if if you're a WordPress person and you're looking for a job, hit me up on Twitter and I'll see if there's something that's always hiring great people. I think David Vogelpohl once said, we don't hire something to the effect of we don't hire qualified people. We hire great people. Like it kind of just works itself out that way. So, or we don't hire, I can't remember what he said. I don't, I don't want to mess up that quote, it, <laughs> but it was really, really good. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. So insert good quote here. Pretty uh, much. Yes. Matreport.com, matreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. Number one way to stay connected. If you want to support independent WordPress content like this, buymeacoffee.com slash matreport. Not only do you support the show, you can join as a member for $79 a year and get access to the private Discord and join our merry band of WordPress newsies. We, ch we chat about the WordPress news. It goes out every Wednesday. Five minutes is your favorite five minutes of WordPress or on the wpminute.com. Check it out. Join the Discord. Get your name heard in the credits of the show. Talk about WordPress news. It's fun stuff. Thanks for hanging out today, Brian. I'll see everyone else in the next episode. Hey there, listener. Thanks for getting through the entire show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't say thanks to me. Say thanks to BlogVault at blogvault.net and Malcare at malcare.com, both made by the same fantastic company. BlogVault will help back up your WordPress website. We all know we need backups of our WordPress website. Even if your web host does it, you might want to do it for safekeeping, for an off-site, uh, off-web host site <laughs> location, or your self-hosting. I know I have a couple of sites on the self-hosted DigitalOcean server. I use BlogVault to back up my sites so that I don't lose any data if the server were to crash. 
Use Blog Vault to, to back up your WordPress websites. Feel safe. Sleep well at night. Speaking of sleeping well at night, Malcare. Malcare.com protects your WordPress websites. You know, in the event that you get hacked. I was just helping a buddy the other day. His website got hacked. It was terrible. Couldn't even load it. Uh, the server that he was on, it was maxing it out. If we had Malcare in front of it, it wouldn't have been a problem. And guess what? He has Malcare now. That's for sure. It's an e-commerce store. He needs it. Check out Malcare.com. It's WordPress security for high-performance websites. Check them out at Malcare.com. Blogvault.com. Thanks for supporting the Matt Report. And dear listener, thank them on Twitter for supporting independent WordPress content like this. Blogvault.net. Malcare.com. Thanks for supporting the show.